The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Who says Kieran? On July the 21st, 2019, 21-year-old Eve Cleary died just over three hours after being discharged from University Hospital Limerick. Eve from Corbally and Limerick had attended the hospital two days previously after falling and hurting her leg. Her parents brought a case against the hospital for the treatment of their daughter and that case was settled earlier this week. But following the case, new procedures will be set up in the hospital, they say, to optimise patient care. Eve's mother, Melanie, said now that the case has closed, she feels peace for the first time in four and a half years. And Melanie, she and Cleary, is on the line. Melanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, I, I was reading about your case. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it was settled, but not without you having to go through the ordeal of trying to get vindication for Eve, um, who, who should not have died. No, Eve should still be here today, you know. Um, Eve was a wonderful, wonderful human being, you know, and her death was so tragic. She died, her death wasn't peaceful, Pat, you know. Now, the, the sequence of events, um, Eve had a fall. What, what was that fall like? Um, it was on the 19th of July, 2019. Eve was coming towards our car and it had been torrentially raining. On, it was summer rain and there was something on the ground like ice cream and she slipped. But her her left foot went under her and she landed completely on her right foot and she couldn't get up. So we kind of knew it was a bad fall, you know. So uh, this was how all of this unfolded. A simple fall could happen to anyone, anytime. And Eve, a young woman, um, so, you know, fit and able. This was not like an elderly person who'd have a fall for, for whom it could be catastrophic. This was a young, fit woman, but, you know, she was disabled by this fall temporarily. She was, yeah. She couldn't stand. So we took her home and because she had landed, you know, so badly, she was absolutely soaked. So I helped her get changed and we left to go straight to UHL with her. Now, when she went to UHL, um, did she expect to be seen fairly quickly or was she kind of resigned to being on a trolley or on a chair? I I don't think she knew what was going to happen, you know, she... She was triaged and then she was in the waiting room. So I think we all kind of knew she'd be there a while, but I didn't think she'd be there as you know, long as she was. She um she was seen by a doctor at five thirty that morning and um she had an X ray at about six six thirty AM. Um and on the X ray they couldn't, you know, there was too much swelling there, so they had orthopedics come down to look and they uh looked for a CT scan then. So she was moved onto a trolley in a corridor at that point. So she was in their care. And uh, this is what makes some of the arguments uh, advanced by the hospital quite bizarre, that uh, she hadn't in fact been truly admitted to the hospital, whatever that might mean. Yeah, it was referred to uh, during our high court trial as... um, an exception, an administrative um, exceptionalism, and our actually our senior counsel, uh, Dr. John O'Mahony, has sought clarification from the HSC on this because he's never heard of this either. So yeah. there was a, a kind of a big argument around whether Eve was admitted or not admitted. 
She was clearly, though, in their care. And whatever about administrative exceptionalism, it's a it's a bizarre uh, term to, to coin. Looks like an excuse, to be quite honest, uh, for something that should have happened and didn't happen. And therefore, we have to find a reason why it didn't happen. Administrative yes. exceptionalism, uh, so-called. Um, there were a couple of things. Uh, number one, the, the possibility of clotting, which is what ultimately led to Eve's untimely death. Um, was that ever discussed with Eve or with you? No, that was never discussed with us. But Eve actually had a family history of uh, blood clots. I myself had DVT after our youngest daughter. This so is deep Eve vein thrombosis. Yeah, and it had actually travelled uh, I had a PE too, but I, thank God, was in the great care of St. John's Hospital and I survived because I was on iron hip at the time. Now, in the case of Eve, um, she had a couple of contraindications, uh, you know, that that would alert uh, medical staff to the possibility that she might need a clot buster. Um, She was a smoker? Yes. And she was on Um, the contraceptive pill? That's correct, yeah. Um, were these she would have had family history too. So you've got family history of clotting and you have the contraceptive pill and you have smoking all uh, three uh, worrying things, I suppose, in the possible development of, of a clot. Was that medical history taken in the hospital at the time, you know, the, the contraceptive pill, the smoking and your history? Well, the contraceptive pill was, uh, the, her BMI was and her smoking was, um, her, the family history didn't seem to be there this time around, but I know that Eve had always said it in the past that I had had a DVT because it was it was a traumatic experience for Eve when I had that. She was old enough to remember, you know. Yeah. Um, if she had been administered an anti-clotting agent, um, do you believe that uh, she would still be with us today? Yes, I do. I believe that it was... Uh, as simple as that, unfortunately, that during the trial, uh, we had kind of our experts had said that up to, up to even 8.30 on the 20th, 8.30 p.m., Eve would still more than likely be alive today. There was a, a meeting between yourselves and um, the chief clinical director of uh, the UL Hospital Group at the time, uh, Dr. Jerry Burke, and he was deeply upset yeah. by what happened. Uh, yes. he, allegedly he was in tears and he apologised terribly Yes he did um, and what I found baffling was we actually had the notes from that meeting with the apology stated on it and that the admittance of errors was discussed with Eve's family and this was all denied by UHL so we kind of we left that meeting on the 31st of July 2019 with the understanding that we were apologised to because his words were on behalf of UHL hospital groups. I'd like to apologise for the death of your daughter, Eve. So that was 10 days after Eve had died. And yes. yet the, the hospital would maintain in its defence that this was not an acceptance of liability. But on the other hand, it was an expression of condolence on your loss without uh, you know, saying that they had any real responsibility for it. Yes, and like we had two meetings. We had one um, in March 2021 with the new clinical director, Brian Lenehan, and you can see in his notes he had sympathised with us. That's clearly written. 
But in Jerry Burke's notes from the meeting that were taken by the Pals manager at the time, they were it was written apology given to family. Now the um, problem then, this is back in 2019. We're talking about four and a half years ago because Eve died on July 21st, 2019. Um, it's been a long road, and I, I'm sure the loss of Eve is still extremely acute for you. Uh, you, you know, not perhaps as terrible as it was for the first months thereafter, but still you must miss her terribly. And yet you had to go to law. Yeah, we felt, we we missed, we miss Eve every day. Eve was such a vibrant character, you know. Um, but we felt with this fight as well, we couldn't grieve for Eve properly. And I think the other day, I actually felt like I kind of set her free, you know, because we were everywhere we went within the HC, there was a wall coming up, you know, and I felt that I couldn't actually sit and think of the great times that I had. Eve had a fantastic 21 years. She laughed a lot along the way, you know, and I felt that her death was kind of rewritten. We both felt myself and Barry, and I didn't want her death to define the wonderful woman she was. Um, eventually, a settlement w- was reached. We uh, don't go into the details of such a settlement, but um, the, the UHL, did they accept any responsibility as part of all of this? No, they just expressed deep regret, but we knew they wouldn't accept liability anyway. You know, we had uh, such a fantastic legal team who really, really fought for our daughter, you know, Dr. John O'Mahony, Darren O'Mahony, Lisa Wilkinson, and our dear French Juan Fahi, who has said to us from the very, very beginning that this was all about Eve. And, you know, it's, it very seems easy for the HSE to fight family like ours with taxpayers' money. But we're doing this on other people's money. You know, we don't have money to fight them. You know, and it's only for these people coming into our lives and fighting so hard for Eve. You know, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have even gotten to the High Court without these human beings. So what what changes? Because every other week we'll hear headlines from UHL and we on the programme have discussed, you know, with the closure of other A&Es like Ennis and so on, that they're, they're, and Nina, they're, they're pushed really very hard to cater for the huge population they have. So the problems in UHL have not gone away and they need kind of some sort of systemic change to make sure uh, that they do provide the service that is needed. But what do you think when you hear these headlines about so many trolleys in UHL and uh, so many difficulties, given what you've been through? It's absolutely heart-wrenching. I mean, we read stories, you know, every week coming out now. Uh, the Midwest Hospital Campaign, which I, I'm part of for the Midwest, we would love to see our A&Es reinstated. You know, they say this was a clinical decision in 09. What about, you know, the people? What about... You know, for our our daughter, our daughter could have lived if she had somewhere else to go, maybe because at the time in 2019, Eve had nowhere else to go. You know, only UHL. Yeah. And there is a commitment from UHL that things will change and that terrible tragedies like Eve's death cannot happen again. Well, we would have loved to have seen Eve's protocols come in because we know with DBT and VTE and PE, they're not following the protocols here. 
we would have loved to have seen Eve's protocols actually come in and be rolled around hospitals all around the country. You know, and Thrombosis Ireland do fantastic work. Their CEO and Marie O'Neill, like she would love to see this come in too, you know, to stop DVT um, growing into PE, just to prevent it completely. And for anyone that wants any more information, um, their website is thrombosis.ie as well. And Marie is a great support to thrombosis patients. Well, in, in your grief, you have become a great advocate for this uh, cause, uh, uh, Melanie. And look, thank you very much for, for talking to me on the programme. I know it's not easy after all you've been through, uh, but it's important what you're now doing to try to make sure that uh, nothing such as happened to Eve can ever happen to any other patient in any hospital, in any A&E throughout the country. Yes, thank you so much, Pat, for listening to me. Melanie, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We'll take a break.